promise not to keep you past two o'clock. This, this is going to be a, a, a scripture-packed message. So you can, you can write down the scriptures as they come up. Uh, but I saw something in the Word the other day, and it's just one of those, oh, anybody ever walk in and there's fresh bread in the oven? And it's like intoxicating. It's like the Lord is so committed to his message. He's so committed to the message. But he just, he just skillfully leaves the, the bread clump crumbs all around, but even more than that, you can walk into a room, it's like, whoa, wow, this smells good, it's going to taste even better, amen. So I want to share something with you today, I just want to just shout out to the, to the Murphys and to the Landrys, what a great job hosting the, the cup war last night, we had a, there was no bloodshed, but we had a great warfare, and uh, got a little, got you know, a little bit more towards the end, and uh, they said whatever happens in Cup War stays in Cup War. So I can't indulge too much, so so elaborate too much. But I, uh, we had a we had a great time. Uh, I want you to start. We're going to start in Exodus, and then we're going to go all the way to Revelation. So you ready? <coughs> you notice I did skip a book, Genesis, but don't worry. I'm going to get back to that too. All right? Okay. As as we read this, I want you to see if you pick up a pick up a theme here title somewhat gives it away. Father, I'm asking, Lord God, for the revelation knowledge and understanding of your word. Lord, I, I, I know you've got more to say than I even understand. Lord, I pray that you will speak beyond my words, even to the hearts of those that are in here. And Father, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I will tell you, we've, we've got to our new lighting system this, this week. Amen. And uh, it's going to be some, you're going to walk in next week and things are going to be a little bit different. Now, we're still figuring out all of our new toys, so just be patient with us. We're going, we're going to get it. I think they did a great job starting out. But we're going, to, we're going to continue as we continue to refresh and improve and just do the best we can. Exodus 26 and 1 says, Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine woven linen, blue, purple, Scarlet thread with artistic designs of cherubims you shall weave them look at verse 26 or chapter 26 verse 31 you shall make a veil of woven of blue purple and scarlet thread and fine woven linen and it shall be woven with an artistic design of a cherubim you shall make a screen of the door of the tabernacle woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen made by a weaver's by a weaver. Chapter twenty-eight, verse five through eight. They shall take the gold, pur blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine linen, and they shall make the ephod of gold blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen artistically worked. It shall have two shoulder straps joined at its two edges, and, it, and so it shall be joined together, and the intrinsically woven band of ephod which is on it shall be of the same workmanship made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. Now, 
chapter 28, verse 15. You shall make the breastplate of judgment, artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, of fine woven linen you shall make it. Now, as I was reading, and, it, and that's just in study, I was reading from chapter to chapter in Exodus, and that just kept popping out at me. Anybody know what I'm, I made emphasis so I, to help you along? No. Okay. Scarlet thread. But see, the, the, what was beautifully woven, wonderfully woven, wonderfully woven, was the scarlet thread. The scarlet thread was, was, was woven into the tapestry of the tabernacle. It was woven into the, into the veil. And the Lord even went further. He, he took the scarlet thread and the priest, in their, in their, in their vestibs, is that the right word? The, their, 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 their clothing. The ephod, the sleeveless vest that they would put on. There would be a scarlet thread woven through that. And then the breastplate here called the breastplate of judgment that the high priest would wear would have scarlet thread woven into that. So it just, it intrigued me and I, I thought I've never really noticed that, that before. But the Holy Spirit just began to point out and so I began to look and to study on, on, on the scarlet and the color scar, scarlet and the significance within the, within the word of God, even in history. Scarlet was symbolized, it symbolized wealth and power both politically and religiously for, for many, many years, biblical times. In the Roman Empire, it was that scarlet color was second only to purple and it was their army wore cloaks dyed with, with scarlet, with the color scarlet. And even the, the, up until the, the late 13th century, the Roman cardinals and the Catholic Church and leaders, they would, they would clothe themselves in the scarlet. We see the scriptures kind of pointing to the symbolism of the, the royalty of the scarlet color. When David lamented over King Saul in 2 Samuel 1 and 24, it says, O daughter of Israel, weep over Saul who clothed you in scarlet and luxury, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel. Scarlet was considered a symbol of, of royalty and wealth and luxury. And then the, the proverb of the Proverb 31 woman, again, it emphasizes the, the, the elevation of this color. So, Proverbs 31 and 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. Now the Egyptians would, they would extract from a, a pigment in a shellfish in order to get this color, this scarlet color. But the Hebrews, 
Hebrews would, would take a, a, an insect. Anybody seen this? It's a cochinal bug, a cochinal bug. It would infest the oak trees. I don't know who came up with it, but they found it, and they would dry it out, this cochinal bug, and then once it's dried out, you could just crush it. When you crushed it, you add a little water to it, the most beautiful scarlet color comes out of it. And once that dye touches a garment, it's near impossible to get it out. But it had to be crushed first. It had to be crushed first. Then you add the water to it, and it turns into this inseparable you think that's that's kind of strange but you know <laughs> you could look on the back of your yogurt and on the back of your yogurt they still today use these cochinal bugs <laughs> it's either that or some petroleum based uh, uh, dye that would probably rot your guts out anyway but in your yogurt in your yogurt uh, if it has an ingredient in there, it, it may say something like carmine or carminitic acid. And some of them just come straight out and say cochinal extract. You know what that is? It's crushed little bugs in your bowl. Just food for thought. <laughs> just a little protein. You just, man, this is good yogurt. I never tasted bugs so good. Now, now, Scarlett, me and COVID, <laughs> she can't eat yogurt anymore because of COVID. But anyway, it's not going to affect her. But Scarlett's kind of a complicated character. You know what I mean by that? Those that watch movies, and you, you, you've got that complicated character, and you're saying, am I supposed to love them or hate them? Scarlet's, and when you, when you come to symbols in the Word of God, it depends on what context you're using it in, but, so I'm scratching my head because I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, Scarlet, it's, it, it, it represents royalty, but Isaiah uses that color Scarlet in another way. Isaiah 1 and 18, he says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Through your, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Revelation 17, we're not going to read that, that chapter, but you look in that chapter, there's a scarlet woman scarlet beast representing the apostate church and the, and the enemy himself so it's like am I supposed to love or am I supposed to hate this complicated character you see what I mean see, because I look at this and I, I think about the message the only message I've ever really heard maybe the only really message I've ever preached about scarlet was who can, who can tell me the innkeeper, the prostitute in the promised land, Rahab, 
tells in, in, in Joshua 2 and 18, it, they tell him, and said, look, if you are going to be protected from the invasions that's about to take place, there's a judgment that's coming upon this city. God's going to take this city, but if you want to be protected, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take a scarlet thread, a rope, and lay it out. Put it in the window. And that scarlet rope is going to be your redemption. It's going to be your salvation. And I love Rahab's response. She did it immediately. <laughs> She's like, you guys are not even going to clear the city. I'm going to have this thing in the window from day one. <laughs> I don't even know if it might not have been the, the rope that she let them down on. I don't know. But then, in another, do I love it? Do I hate it? Is this complicated character? I just, I, I'm really just trying to figure this out. I'm just letting you share this thought. Genesis 38, we have an, another reference to scarlet thread. Genesis 38 and 28. Now, I told you this, some of you are thinking, man, I'm glad I came today. I got my whole weeks of Bible reading in in one service. Genesis 38, verse 28, there's a, something else that happens here. We, we, we understood the story, how that, how that Tamar was married to one of Judah's sons. Judah was a, was a, was a leader over the tribe uh, of Judah in Israel. And, and Judah promised she had a son, and, or Judah had a son, and that son died. And so the tradition was is that their brother was supposed to raise up seed, but... but they, it didn't happen, and so Tamar waited her allotted time, and it wasn't done. It wasn't done for her. So what did she do? She she dressed up like a harlot, and when Judah came knocking, didn't know who she was. We find out in the history of the Word of God that because of that relationship, she became pregnant. You can read the story. Uh, this is just a the Bible knows drama. Anyway, look here. Genesis 38. She gives birth, but come to find out, she has twins. And when she was in labor, one put his hand out of the womb, and the midwife took and he tied a scarlet thread on his hand, saying, this one came out first. But as he drew back his hand, behold, his brother came out, and she said, what a breach you have made for yourself translation says it this way how did you break out first therefore his name was called Perez which means break forth or break out afterwards his brother came out with the scarlet thread and they named him Zerah see because they would mark the firstborn But he wasn't the legitimate firstborn. He just peeked out. Am I coming out? No, I'm not. I'm going to be the firstborn? No, you're not. But you know the one who got honored was the legitimate firstborn. Perez. Now, I hope this is intriguing you as much as it did me. Is this a love-hate? I don't know. Matthew 27. 
Matthew 27. Matthew 20, 27. No, 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 no. Twist of fate or divine plan. Matthew 1. Matthew 1. Matthew 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zara, but by Tamar. Perez begot Hazron. Hazron begot Ram. Ram begot that dude and begot the other dude and that dude begot Solomon and Solomon begot Boaz by by Rahab it's so good that's the translation begot Boaz begot by Rahab Boaz begot Obed by Ruth see Boaz and Rahab Obed and Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David by the king. Are you seeing how Okay. She's looking at verse 5. You know, there's one thing as preachers, we go in and we're concerned about the theologian in the room. How would you like to be married to her? <laughs> Notice there twist of fate or divine plan you've got Rahab who who marries <laughs> Josephus said one of the spies that she bears a child and she, she enters in because of that scarlet thread she became a part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ she not only saved her house she, she, she became a part of the line of of, of, of Jesus Christ and now Tamar in her trickery she ended up uh, uh, claiming her rights in in Hebrew culture it was it was Judah that failed but it was her that was coming back saying I'm, I'm gonna claim my rights because you have falsely done this thing for me and I'm gonna dress up like something I'm not because I am I'm acquiring my rights of, of, of a child that you had promised and you didn't give me because you didn't give me the husband and in the result of that, she now enters into the, into the line of the lineage of Jesus Christ. And what we see here is that her son there was, was the one who had the scarlet thread. He was not the legitimate one, but, but now God is honoring the, the firstborn that actually came out, and that's Perez, the one that broke through. What we see here is that we tie all of these things together. And we see the we see the scarlet may represent on one hand it may represent royalty but on the other hand it represents sin we see that the scarlet thread was tied upon the firstborn but how many know there was a first Adam and then there was the last Adam there was the one that peeked out but he wasn't the he he he, he, he did not <laughs> He, he, he didn't do the, he, he wasn't the one who was intended to bear the ultimate image of humanity. Are you hearing me? Where's the first Adam? He peeked out. He didn't get the job done. So there's another Adam that needs to come out. 
He's not a second Adam. He's the last Adam. And see, there's, there's, the Bible gives us things of, of just such parallel as we look. We got the struggle of Jacob and Esau in the womb, and, you know, the elder is going to serve the younger, and they're going to be separated at birth. And now we got another Tamar, and she's got twins in her, in her belly, and there's going to be a, there's a, something that's going to happen once they step out. There's, a, there's, there's one that peeked his head out, uh, peeked his arm out, and was tied and considered to be the firstborn, but it wasn't until after the legitimate firstborn came fully out now the lineage continued through him and we've got this scarlet thread and it's woven into the tapestry of the tabernacle of God it's woven into the priestly garment it is that Redemption. She un- unrolled so that her house might be saved. Isaiah calls it. See, I've got the royalty on one side, and I've got the representation of sin on the other. And just the sin, but the image always, the enemy always wants to imitate the uh, what is good, and he, he, he wants the, uh, the apostate church to, to, to enter in, to covenant with him so he can destroy her. And, uh, these two entities, but they converge in one place. Converge in one person. When the soldiers of the governor took Jesus to the praetorium, gathered the whole garrison around him, stripped him, and put a scarlet robe upon him. And they twisted the crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, the reed in his right hand. And they bowed to their knee before him. Oh, with unjustly bowing their knee. And they wound his head. They hailed him as king and they spit upon him and they took the reed and they struck him on the head. And then they had mocked him and they took the robe off of him. Put his own clothes upon him and they led him away to be crucified. So I'm asking the Lord God, what is this? scarlet thread that you have so specifically wove through the pages of redemption. Lord, what is it about the the marking of the firstborn? What is it about the redemption of the cord? What is it, Lord God, that you're trying to say to us? Does it represent royalty? Does it represent sin? Does it represent salvation or damnation? And the Lord says neither. But when they merge together, and you place that sin upon the king, 
He doesn't change the nature of sin. Don't misunderstand. The grace message that we're preaching and the rest that we talk about is in the completed work of Christ. God's not interested in taking a, a group of people and dippy-dunking them into some some superficial covering and leaving them the same on the inside. Oh, no, 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 no. God's not interested in religion. He's not interested in putting a cloak and a clothing upon you that doesn't change you. But God is interested in weaving that redemptive plan on the inside of each and every one of us so that now the firstborn can truly break through in your life and change not the nature of sin change the nature of the sinner by becoming what he was not so that we could become what we are not we can summarize we can summarize this literally in 2 Chronicles 5 21 for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, uh, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The English Standard Version says it this way. For our sakes, for my sake, for your sake, God made Jesus to be sin knew no sin so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God he takes the sin stained sinner and he transforms him into a royal priest he takes us out of the muck in the mire and he doesn't just clean us up on the outside, church. He cleans us from the inside out. I'm not interested in you practicing any religious performance except for bathing. Go ahead and clean up. It's okay. <laughs> that was a joke. It's an ill place, but it was a joke, okay? You can come stinky if you have to, all right? But can you hear me this morning? See, the conversion of the firstborn, the conversion of redemption, the conversion of the high priest, the conversion of the tabernacle, all the weaving of the wonderfully woven message that God is trying to say to you and I is the redemptive message. And that redemptive message, as they laid in only one, one gospel tells us and calls it, a, a calls it a scarlet, but we see there the reality of the word of God when he put the scarlet on sin on turn the sinner into royalty how through his crushing through his crushing that we might be made whole oh the Lord broke through humanity. <laughs> he broke through humanity. 
He got in the womb of Tamar and he broke through. See, because if Perez died, Jesus died. Amen? The covenant plan from Adam the first to Adam the last, from the beginning to the very end, there has been this book leaves out a lot of things. But let me tell you what it doesn't leave out. It does not leave out the redemptive plan because that's what it is about. Generation, degeneration, and now regeneration. Amen? Glorification. that plan all the way from the fall who made the first sacrifice God did because he clothed Adam he clothed Adam with the skin of an innocent animal Jesus was a perfect sacrifice we found out what proves his perfect sacrifice his resurrection there's been a, thousands of years of, of, of sacrifices that were made, and they were all innocent, but they were not perfect. He was perfectly without death. That's why he had to come. See, because of his commitment to his word, his commitment to his covenant, he gave authority on earth to humanity. And he could not step back into this earth illegitimately. He had to come via the womb of a woman. And he had to walk not as God because he, the Philippians tells us that he walked. He did not put on his deity. He walked as a man. He lowered himself below the angels, below the Godhead. He stepped in. He was every bit God. Walked on earth. Jesus walked as a man. You know what the Antichrist spirit of the land is? First John tells us the denial that Jesus walked as a man. It look at it. Look at it in the context in First John. He's talking about the spirit that denies the relationship between the Father and the Son. He denies the deity of Jesus, but he also denies the humanity of Jesus. And why is that spirit so rampant? Because if you ever discover that you're no longer a sinner, but you are a royal saint because of what he has done, you're not going to walk like a sinner anymore. You're going to stop preaching that gospel of sensationalism that says that all the miracles stopped. No, you're going to discover that they didn't stop, that they're continuing through you. See, Jesus, God is so committed to his covenant, so committed to his covenant, and your free will that he will live as a prisoner in your heart until you discover who he is. He is so committed to your freedom and your free will that he will live in your heart as your prisoner until you discover who you are. I wish I'd have said that statement, but the man who said that statement, I'm bringing here next August because it was powerful. See, God's committed to you. Religion says you got to work really, 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 really hard and then a little bit more. And then God will love you and accept you. He'll always love you, but he's never really going to be pleased with you because you're a 
Snow-covered dung, as some of the forefathers said. I'm not making ice cream out of that. Amen? <laughs> but see, in order for you to understand that you're righteous before God, you've got to understand what righteousness is and where it comes from. Righteousness means that you are divinely, look it up. It means you're divinely accepted, divinely approved. You are as you ought to be. That's what righteousness means. Does it produce morality? Yes, but morality will never produce righteousness. Did you hear me? You can work as hard as you can, but you're not going to produce righteousness. Righteousness cannot be produced. It can only be imparted, and it can only be imparted by the one who is righteous and who is approved. And we know he's approved because he resurrected. And if you believe that you're going to be resurrected, then you believe that you're approved. Your seedlings are already in there because the resurrected spirit lives on the inside of you. Resurrect you now. See, we begin to understand that. It all begins to start to make sense. That faith not striving anymore. It's just resting. Oh, I'm a completed work of Christ. I'm not working to be approved anymore. I'm already approved. Now, I know others may not approve of you. They'll work it out. Don't worry about them. Amen? It's their struggle, not yours. Stop listening to the voice of your past and start listening to the voice of your present and your future. And the Lord says you're approved in the sacrifice of Christ. I approved you all. You've got to step into your understanding of that approval process and receive it. See, this will revolutionize. Revolutionize. See, but when Jesus took the rightful entry See, the Bible says that if you come in any other way but the door, you're a thief and a robber. The only doorway into this earth was the womb. <laughs> so step into, you step, you step into, he rightfully stepped into this world. He walked this earth as a human, anointed by the Spirit. He died a human but when he exited the grave he was still human and when he rose and, uh, and, and, and ascended at the right hand of the father you know Jesus today still 2,000 years ago he is every bit God but you know what he also is he's human I know it baffles the mind. It took me a long time as I was struggling with this. Say, Lord, is this right? Is this right? It sounds like we're diminishing you. He said, no, son, I can't be diminished. What I'm doing is I'm elevating you. 
I'm, I'm elevating you into the circle dance. Am I God? No. But let me tell you, my God lives on the inside of me, and your God lives on the inside of you. Amen? Some of you are scratching your head because you never heard nothing like this. You've been here for any length of time. You've heard it over and over and over again because we believe this is the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. The forefathers had no way to describe the, the trinity, so they came up with perichoresis. And perichoresis means a circle dance, which means that you're dancing face to face. Come, baby. Come, let's dance face to face. Let me lead this time, okay? All right. This is face to face. Face to face. Face to face. Okay, sit down. Make him a dizzy. I don't want to dance. <laughs> I heard you step on my toes. No. The mirror image. You look into the mirror. You look into the mirror of the written word. What do we see? The man, the man born blind. Go wash in the pool. Born blind, never saw his face. He must have thought, what a good looking dude. He's the first person he saw. You see, when we're born of the Spirit, we got to wash in the pool of sin. The first person we need to see is not self, not the first Adam. Not the one that picked through. We need to see the last Adam looking back at us. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your commitment to your message. We thank you, Lord, that you intoxicate us, Lord God, with the aroma fresh bread baking. We thank you, Lord, that you believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that you're more concerned about our well-being than we even begin to imagine. If you would go to such intricate detail to lay a thread a scarlet thread and weave it in the tabernacle and weave it, Lord God, throughout the scriptures just to tell us that you love us. Father, what can we do but to tell you that we love you? Lord, we thank you and we magnify you. Hallelujah. Could you stand? I want to close this service this way. We, we've had a great, a great altar call. I just want us to lift our hands, and this is, this is a universal sign of surrender. I want you to do this. I want you to surrender to the agape love of God. Surrender to the love of God. Lord, we surrender, we surrender to your love today.
Lord, there's a lot of things going on in our world. A lot of things, Lord God, going on in families. Holidays, Lord God, for many are not a reminder of good, but a dread of what they have to face. I just ask that right now, Lord, that there would be an overwhelming sense of the fact that they no longer source their salvation, their healing, their deliverance, their freedom. But Lord, it's sourced by your love. Lord, I pray that you'll begin to cause the, the scales to fall from our eyes. Lord, that you would anoint us just as you anointed Jesus. Just as you anointed the church in Revelation where the scales fell from their eyes, you anointed Paul's eyes and the scales fell, Lord God, to begin to see clearly who we are in you. There is no righteousness outside of you. and Your righteous approval is inside of us if we've been born again. Head bows and eyes, heads bowed and eyes closed. I just felt a press of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to close in just a minute. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, God is moving upon you right now. This is your opportunity to surrender. If that's you, come. Right now and said, I want to make Jesus my Lord. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going to give just a moment. If you're in here, if there's the least bit prompting of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to move that way. And he's saying there's somebody in this room. We're going to wait just a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you believe Jesus loves you, I want you to give him a hand clap of praise that will give the devil a headache. Thank you so much for being here. We love you, appreciate you. Nani, come and take us out here. With the announcements. Can you see them? Can you need glasses? Can we help you on the stage? Do you need a microphone? I'll get it. I'll get it. All right. We have another Christmas party tonight, ladies. This is for the ladies. Flourish Christmas party is tonight at 6 o'clock in the FLC. All women are invited to join. All women say, I've never been to a women's ministry event. This is your great opportunity right here. It's going to be fun, and um, everybody needs to bring something to eat. Bring a finger food or just any kind of food. doesn't have to be fingers. It can be yogurt <laughs> with crushed bugs. Apparently, that's a new delicacy. Um, also, North Texas Food Bank is Tuesday. What does that mean? That means that he's coming. Okay. I can't get it. Why am I doing this if I can't do it right? Weather? 98% chance of rain. Check in tomorrow, and we'll let you know if we're going to continue with uh, the North Texas Food Bank. Do we dismiss for rain? Who would, shine, who would show up rain or shine? Wear your slickers. 
All right. Plan to be here. We'll take it from there. If we don't do anything else, we'll eat breakfast. Okay. I would think that this probably is the most important one because it's before Christmas. So, you know, and as I say that, I'm committing myself in a very public way right now, I realize. Anyway, diaper bank is that night. Liz, do you have any qualms about the weather? No, she's having it rain or shine. She's greater faith over here. Rain or shine. It not only is a diaper bank because they have access to the inside, I think is why. Also, the diaper bank, and it also is a Christmas festival. What does that mean? And let me get, and, and let me ask you, you don't have to wear diapers to attend, right? Okay. <laughs> It is for those to give out diapers. Okay, just making sure. She needs volunteers for that as well. This is a great place to serve and to get to meet the community and to interact with the community. Also, um, Wednesday night services will be this Wednesday night. Thank you. Man, oh, Angel, won't you come pray? You've done nothing this morning. Just come give me a chance. <laughs> Well, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. And remember, Jesus came from heaven, blue. He is the king, purple. And he died for our sins, scarlet. But he lived a perfect life, white limb. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord, for this hour, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, month of Christmas. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory. Amen, amen. God bless everyone. And uh, Wednesday, dismiss, remember. God bless you.